Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. How's your half term been? That was cracking. What did really you do? Good. Uh, listen to a few episodes of the podcast. Uh, and verdict, verdict? I really enjoyed them. Really? really oh, good. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Not not because I'm on it a lot. Um, that's that's not the reason. But I I, I did really enjoy your chat. Um, and it helps with because I know we're doing an awards night at some point, and so it helps listening back to those. Um. And there are there as as I expected, there are one or two that are kind of growers that you listen to them for a second time, and you think actually, yeah, they there maybe there's a, a a slight harshness, but uh, all the others oh. I'm I, I'm absolutely spot on with. Which uh, which one? Which ones here? We got to know. Uh, what you always go through it now? No, right. which, oh, I don't. Well, I, I, I want to know which ones are the one or I two. I can run you... through like I'd I, like I, to I, know. I put some notes on. Hang on. Yeah, give us a uh, teaser because we you're going to reveal stuff. I'll tell you, I say okay. I tell you what. Um, some things that really stood out. I was I was so surprised at how amazingly short Pickles is. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I did. Amazing remember is the key word there. I didn't remember. It. It's still great. It's still absolutely brilliant. Yes. And I, and I, and I won't. I really won't hear a word said against it. it yes. It's, it's still brilliant. So don't, don't give anything away, but um, last week when you, you read one story before we started recording and you immediately came on and said it was turd, um, mm. is that the same sort of feeling this week? Uh, no, I'm in a better mood. I'm in a better mood. I, I, okay. I think, uh, not saying they're all great, but there's an improvement. Yeah. The thing that, that one of the things that, re, sorry, just listening back to the podcast that really stuck with me is the week after pointlessness. Yeah. Which I remember being, I remember being depressed after reading them and just really, <laughs> I, I, really, really angry. And then listening back to them, it just regurgitated all of that anger. I was like, so I was livid at just how shit they were. <laughs> and then there's there's an episode after where you're talking about it, and Elliot is talking about um, the fact that I was ill that week, and maybe that was the reason why I didn't like it. I was like, no, they really are that shit. They're, <laughs> they're awful, horrible stories. Yeah, it's got nothing to do. It's got nothing to do with the fact that I was ill. It was. It was. They are awful. They're putrid. They. They are. Yeah, I'd I'd like to I'd like Future. to find them in I'd like to find them in paper form and just do a massive turd on each of them, uh, and then <laughs> smear, smear it on your window of, for you know to recreate that that real life event, Elliot. Strong, right? mate. Oh, well, right. lucky you. We're going to put all these in a book, so one day you you could do that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I really, yeah, I really enjoyed you're other other. You're getting things. over this fear of um of offending us very quickly. Yeah, you don't read that kind of criticism in the like the time supplement, do you? No, you don't. I like it. But um, I've got lot. I've got. Lo- I've made down. I've, I've made a few notes for um, favorite lines and oh and great stuff like that. Okay. Um, other really nice surprises. Uh, it was because in the early days I didn't know whose was whose, and so I had absolutely no idea that I was grading Alex's 
as being like he was you were up there every week weren't you for a while yeah, he had a good run it was it, it was nice and i really enjoyed your i really enjoyed the the confidence that came with that so like in weeks oh, yeah. two in weeks two and three four you're like yeah i'm i'm the daddy um and that really comes across in the that comes across in the podcast as well <laughs> oh yeah it did it, went, it totally went to my head and then when i got back to back use i was really quite devastated by that <laughs> but i reckon you i don't think you milked that enough because you on those episodes you say that you're aiming for shit and mm. you're like you're wanting to get you're wanting to get used and you get used so i would have milked if i were you i'd have milked that a little bit more, unless that's yeah. all a bit of a guise, and you're like actually wanting. Yeah, he seemed actually devastated when the use actually I, no, came. When I, 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 when I achieved that goal, I was like, I regretted that that was my goal. Was I didn't like the way I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the way I felt. That's the, a nice I way felt, of putting it. I felt <laughs> bad. It's, it's such a scathing review, and I could tell you was in a horrible mood as a result. And I, I was like, oh. well, it's because <laughs> well, you. I mean, I think you expected a you for pointlessness, but it was the week after, wasn't it? Was that crime? Yeah, yeah, that crime. was it. crime because it basically it was it was the bone king and then crime happened. Yeah, it wasn't a crime story. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, but his pickles and under the sea story. You know, this is the whole thing, isn't it? Like pickles got to be. Let's not go back there. We don't need to go there again. Um, can I ask me, Mister Teacher, have you been listening to the podcast on your own or or have you had people with you? No, it's just been it's just been on my own, and, and you know. Don't don't think heavily of this. It's it's you or Zoe Ball. Um, oh, that's, that's, I'm, I'm happy to be a choice against yeah. Zoe Ball. That's great. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm interested in. Uh, have you told your wife what the contents of this podcast? No, she wouldn't be interested. She's like, no, she she'd give it maybe a couple of minutes and then. What is this shit? Got much better things to do. So, um... yeah. <laughs> Talking of yeah. um of shit um. Mr. Teacher, we know you're a, uh, a a wise English teacher, and you've got many skills and much experience in the field. Presumably, you're also a master of poetry. Certainly, when I'm a master of poetry, where's this going? Well, I'd, I'd I'd like to play some poetry for you and, and just see what you think of it before we go into the stories. Is that okay? To play some poetry, yeah, I've got I've got an audio recording of a poet, an an urban street poet. Um, Yes, reciting some poetry. Do you want to hear it? Uh, yeah. All right, just bear with me. No, no, I know what this is. Here we go. So I'm in the office, I've had my coffee, and bang on schedule, it's time to poo. So I make my way over to lose, uh, check if the disabled one is free, result is empty, is empty, is empty, is empty, uh. result is empty. So I go in, I, I set things up, you know, put toilet paper down around the rim, maybe have a quick courtesy flush, you know, because you don't want to poo into dirty water, that's, that's no fun. So I'm sat down, playing Angry Birds, waiting for the magic to happen, and I realise it's taking a bit longer than usual. Something's not right here. Oh my days, something's well not right here, bruv. It took me a minute, but then I clocked it. <laughs> it's only coming out sideways. It's only coming out sideways what's going on here why is it coming out sideways this has never happened before what what can i do you know i couldn't really abort the process i'm pooing i just had to push through i couldn't really abort the process i'm pooing i'm pooing i'm pooing i couldn't really abort the process 
from pooing. Let me tell you, I've never experienced anything like it. Just imagine poking out a Subway sandwich sideways, and you've pretty much got it. The foot long, not the six inch. It wrecked me. It really, it wrecked me for the rest of the day. I was really shook up by the whole experience. I'm pooing. <laughs> wow. There we go. That was wow. um, that was called Sideways by uh, the Urban Street Poet. Well, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's got it's. I mean, it's, it's good raw material, and then the edit on it, I think, does the material justice. I think it works in harmony. Um, I, I I never thought I'd use the word harmony to describe that, but it mm. uh, it, it works well. So both the both the the origin. Uh, and the edit on it, I think, should should be applauded. There's a um, a symbiosis that's happened, that's occurred, like a, a synergy, like a... that's what I meant. Yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, I think it, it's yeah. How old is that now? Like six, seven years or something? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's not a, that's not a, a new creation. No, we no. didn't just churn it out. We've been creative <laughs> all our lives, bro. <laughs> um. Right. So. This theme of this week was a bit of a weird one. So you said it as hmm last week, Mr. Teacher, which translates into a thought-provoking story. And you also said that we cannot use any toilet humour or reference to genitalia like we normally do. Uh-huh. So fellow authors, have you have you stuck to those rules? Uh, yes. or, or, or do you not want to yeah. give anything away? No, yeah, I mean, it was it was really difficult not to, you know, sneak a bit of goat fucking in or, a, or you know, a bone or anything. But, yeah, I managed to do it. Mm, yeah, same. It was a challenge, for sure, but uh, got there in the end. Yeah, I was very tempted to just throw a couple in. like, Or just even a couple. have the last line as just like an endless stream of dick butt boner. Um, but well, I actually resisted. No, I... I... I was. I felt bad that I didn't have any kind of boners in there. To be honest, I thought if I could just chuck in a couple of boners, this would really bump it up a couple of grades. Um, but it is what it is. We'll see. I was actually half expecting you out to kind of do that as a bit of a, a fuck you to Mister Teacher, like you've done in the past. No, no, no. I learnt my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, uh, are we ready to go into the reading number one? Story number one. Story one, marginalised. Alex had long suspected Ryan was an AI, and this reality was actually an incredibly advanced simulation. When Ryan and Alex were 12, they watched Terminator 2. Alex joked that Ryan often acts like a robot, which immediately angered Ryan. When they were 16, watching The Matrix, Alex commented that they could be in the Matrix and that Ryan could perhaps be an agent, which again led to anger. This happened a number of times over the years, the discussion always resulting in anger. Eventually, Ryan moved away, putting an end to such banter. Now approaching 40, Alex lives in a world saturated by AIs. AIs that know the entirety of documented human history, can answer any question on any topic in a nanosecond. There are AIs that can hold a conversation as well as any human. AIs that create art and novels. AIs that can solve complex equations, cure diseases. There are even crazy billionaires touting simulation theory, 
as an alternative to any belief system. Their argument simple. Take any virtual reality headset and ask what they will become in 100 years time. Would we be able to distinguish it from reality? Could we fully live in a virtual world? Then ask yourself, what if we are already in fact 100 years in the future? Mm, spooky. Since moving away, the majority of Alex's communication with Ryan had been reduced to words on a screen. With simulation theory picking up legions of followers in recent years, Alex decided to kick the hornet's nest. He picked up his phone and began to type. Why does your art look so familiar? Sorry, similar. Sorry. Why does your art look so similar to that of the AIs? Not this again came the response quicker than usual. Every drawing you've ever created has terrified me and the AI art bot I see in the news, it creates art identical to yours. Why is that? Would you stop with that shit, Alex? We don't live in a simulation. I'm not an AI, it's all made up bullshit. Once again, Ryan was attempting to stop this line of thought, but Alex pressed on. I think one of the more arty AIs that run this simulation peeled you off to explore this world from a human perspective. Ryan didn't respond. And I think that this simulation has become too saturated with AIs, perhaps more than this simulation can process. Again, no response. So you've been recalled, marginalised. You're not a person. You didn't move away. You're an AI and you've been reduced to words on the screen to free up some processing power from the other AIs constantly making news these days. You've been rumbled. This time something happened. Alex's phone turned transparent for an instant, like it clipped out of existence and immediately returned. And in that instant, something awakened in Alex. Memories of another life, different from his own. A large electrical groan reverberated around, seemingly coming from everywhere at once. He looked out the window. His garden gone. Nothing but darkness. He turned back to kitchen, also gone. Darkness. Alex was alone in an infinite void of nothingness. The noise stopped and his phone blinked back to life with a happy little chime. A message appeared. Simulation completed. Statistics as follows. Ending achieved, code 117. Aware of simulation, only 3.7% of players achieve this ending. Runtime, 39 years, seven months. 198 hours. Time elapsed, real world, 29 minutes. Memory blocker removed. Would you like to play again? Alex looked at the camera. Rage against the machine began to play. He put his sunglasses on and looked up to the sky. Yeah, come on! <laughs> Uh, all right i've got uh, quite a few thoughts about this go for it i'm gonna open another bit before i go you go first Hill. um yeah i thought it was terrible mm. great well <laughs> no it's um basically just uh matrix without the gunfights or squid bots squid bots squid bots oh squid bots right yeah well, it was tricky to try and condense it all down into like one and a half pages. 
Um, I did have a much longer one where you was in it to begin with, Elle. But I, I'll just cut you out. It basically said that you were definitely a human. You, you were just a potato rolling through life. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought, no, I can trim that down. This story is going on a bit too long. All right. Well, I've got some thoughts. So um, th- this is a there's a bit of a history here, Mr. Teacher, between Alex and I on, on this. He's always going on about the fucking simulation theory, and it does my head in. I hate the simulation theory. It's just all made up. It's like someone just saying, oh, I think this is the key to the universe and I've got no proof and this is making up a lot. It could just making up everything. And what my other problem is, is Alex always thinks he's the human in the middle of it and everyone else is AI. It's like the, it's like the fucking manifesto of a shooter just before he kicks off. That's not true. I don't think I'm the only one in this. I think there's billions, millions or billions of people in this simulation. I don't think the world revolves around me and like everyone else is an AI. But I think you, you and are. Neo in that story. <laughs> Yeah, you were basically. Yeah, but in the uh, Matrix, Neo isn't the only human. Like, there's billions <laughs> of other humans all plugged in. But I'm not one of them. No, you're you are not one of them. That's offensive. Well, yeah. I'm not a real. You're basically saying I'm not uh, real uh, human. Are you, are you getting upset again? Here he goes. Look. And I'm a I'm a I'm a human, but I'm basically a potato. <laughs> yeah. See. Yes, yeah, so Alex is that's... Neo. I'm not even human. Offensive. You're a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, take it as well. I'm basically saying that you know you're you're a human. You're definitely not an AI. Yeah, because I'm a potato. All right. Well, uh, you know, I've caused an upset with this one. <laughs> actually, well, that aside, I actually I thought I enjoyed it. Um, not well, a I lot. It was a masterpiece. But I enjoyed it. All right. Let's see what you guys got then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know what? Actually, to be fair, like butt hurt aside. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think I remember another story you've written that's that long and actually you know I think it benefited from no bonus uh it was I, nice I to can. hear you go a bit a bit more sincere even if you ended up flying through the sky like Neo at the end well on the actual story that that did come like half a page down or something I just pressed enter enter enter, enter. I, I thought I just I didn't know whether to leave it in or not but I ended up leaving it in. You but I think that story good, like, nice met the it met the mandate, right? It was kind of thought provoking, made you go, hmm. Um, there was no dicks, boners, farts, nothing. So it's ticked every single box. I think you know, at least a little bit. At least at the very least, you're probably thinking, it's simulation theory. What a load of shit, right? But you're thinking about it. It's made you go, hmm. Thought provoking. There you go. So ticking every box. Yeah, you can see you put some thought into it. Yeah. So you get points for that. Some lukewarm oh, praise. Yeah. Lukewarm. Well, Mr. Teacher's staying very quiet, but I can see he's absorbing all of this. I wonder if any of it will feature in his, uh, his feedback at the end. Story number two The Truth Goblin. And there's an author's note here, uh, which will become clear when reading. Caitlin Pipe eyed the cave opening smugly. She knew this was the right one. She waved the helicopter away. The flash of the Pipe Industries logo on the side made her feel important as the chopper descended to the valley floor deep below. She checked her phone. 17 new work emails in the last few minutes. She stood at the mystical cave's entrance and replied to them all. She noticed a missed call from her sister. She swiped to clear the notification. Then a message from her eldest daughter. She read it in the first, she read the first line, the message preview. What time are you home tonight, Mum? 
It read. No, urgent. She swiped that way too. Caitlin Pipe strode into the cave. Mineral-laden droplets plopped to her head, from onto her head from high up, and soon it became too dark to see. She switched on her phone's torch and saw a message from her husband about dinner. She swiped the notification away with annoyance and continued deeper into the cave. What network are you with? Came a voice in the darkness just behind her shoulder. Caitlin screamed and turned around, but no one was there. Just saying, the voice continued. Pretty deep fucking signal you're getting in a massive fucking cave on a mountain. Gif Gaff must have upped their game. <laughs> Trembling, Caitlin slowly raised her phone torch to the ceiling and saw him. He was standing fully upright, upside down on the ceiling, leaning nonchalantly against a large stalactite. He gave her a mock salute, then jumped downwards from the ceiling crashing headfirst into the floor in front of her. Dusting himself off, he stood up, revealing his full 15-foot height and considerable girth. His skin was like an elephant's, and he had a grotesque but somehow simultaneously beautiful face, the size of a wrecking ball. He wore only a dusty old flat cap the size of a manhole cover. Caitlin stammered, You're the... Truth, Goblin, yes, love, keep up, FSS, he interrupted, giving her a reassuring wink. He strolled through a small gap in the cave wall and Caitlin followed, mesmerised and terrified. The room beyond was hideous and gorgeous. Luminous waterfalls cascaded down a far wall. Dirty, great, glistening, slimy mushrooms loomed at her from another, and the Truth Goblin skipped through it all and hopped onto a rock in the middle of a glowing, bubbling pond. He squatted and looked Caitlin in the eye. Right, my dear, there's only one rule. You give me the truth, and I give you the truth. Caitlin nodded. Why are you here? Caitlin took a moment, then replied, Because I am deeply, disturbingly unhappy even though I have everything. I want to know why. The truth goblin smiled. Fucking easy one, mate, he said and cracked his knuckles. You spent your entire adult life doing pointless things. You email and talk and meet and email. You produce nothing. You create nothing. You are sorting grains of sand at the bottom of the ocean and it is undone with every new current. There are mountains out there you only ever see from your office window. You never climb them. You've let the world convince you that this meaningless, inconsequential work is the most important thing to spend your time on. As a result, your family have become an inconvenient interruption. Any time you have left to spend with them, you are too exhausted to make it count. You are being rewarded for wasting your life by getting richer. You are too scared to make a change. Caitlin was crying and smiling at the same time. Of course, she knew this all along. There are only six things you will ever need to make you happy. Food, water, shelter, science, art, and love. And scene. Excellent. Oh, fuck off, excellent. No, I liked it. I, yeah, I thought it was great. That was obviously Ryan's, right? Yeah, made, made me think about the futility of, of menial work and made me want to go and climb mountains. 
Well, I thought it took quite a long time to get to the the payload at the end there, which was obviously quite powerful. And it shows that there's, there's obviously been on your mind for a while and you make a lot of valid points in that final payload. But to get there, walking through the cave, checking your phone, you know, the truth goblin, uh, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of dragged on a little bit. Um, I guess you're going for some sort of deeper meaning with that bit, right? Oh, walking alone through a cave, checking your phone, ignoring messages from whoever yeah well that was setting up her as a character right like she replied to the work emails but she dismissed her family come well yeah but it's just uh get to the you know it took it took a while to get to the the payload like i say it was quite a long one like yeah how how long was it two pages it's just over one i think yeah a pretty dense dense text not spaced out with loads of dialogue like normally i do yeah, I am. Um, I wrote that one like proper last minute. I was struggling hard with this one. Every I thought, every, I thought I had loads of profound thoughts in my head, and then as soon as I came to write them down, I realized I didn't have any profound thoughts at all. Uh, and I, I tried three different attempts at three different stories, and they were terrible. And I had to just go with that because it was it was like getting towards the time we needed to get do the call. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I've, I haven't had time to even reread it and see if I like it. Uh, so it is what it is. I, I, I felt like the ending, I was pretty, pretty pleased with how you read that. It sounded nice, but I think I agree with Alex. I wonder if I could have just made it about could the ending. Could the middle a little bit, maybe, yeah. But I think the, the setting up with the dismissing dismissing the family stuff, That's I thought that was important characterization. I had something in my head about the the size of the truth goblin. He was massive, big, fat bastard. And... I was kind of thinking, well, how how does he, you know, he's he's always there, but you don't see him, even though he's that big and grotesque and ugly. So he's ugly and beautiful at the same time because the truth because is both. The truth can be yeah, very deep. Um, but I, I wondered if that was too deep for a Cockney Goblin story. Mm, it was wasted on me. But now, now you've said that, <laughs> I kind of, oh, okay, right, yeah, because the truth, yeah, yeah. I think that that was what I was aiming for, and yeah, I don't think I. I, I thought you had city city characters with city names and city yeah. voices and city I just faces can't help writing silly else. silly names. It, it, was all, Pipe. it was all quite silly, and then the end of it was what he came out with was quite mm, powerful. Yeah, I don't know how that all works together. I'd have to read it back again. I mean, Caitlin Pipe is quite a restrained name for you, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I tried hard to keep that reined in. Well, Pipe, like, come on, man, Caitlin Boner is what you probably put down. To begin with, and then oh, I should change that to no. Pipe. <laughs> so, uh, hang on, there's got to be like a pipe in the phone book, phone book, right? It's yeah. not that. There's not that silly name. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Did I thought? Did I make you um, think about that, Alex, or not? What about the phone book? No, about uh, anything. Did it provoke any thoughts? Um. Yeah, like I say, the, I've said it a few times. The ending was quite powerful. And it's probably something that a lot of people think on a day-to-day basis, especially if you're still in the rat race, you know, getting on the trains of London and everything else. Absolutely. Working from home since the pandemic has, you know, changed the way a lot of people work. But I know that's not the case for everyone. So, and I remember thinking that on the train to London, being part of the rat race. And I know, Elliot, you probably did as well, right? Yeah. Two hours on the train back and forth every day. And that's assuming it's running. Yeah, sucked ass. Why am I doing this? I can't be bothered. You know, I could be at home with, uh, with my boy and larking around or whatever, but. It could be on a Zoom call with us. Yeah. Could be writing a podcast. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, I hope I didn't depress you or bore you too much with that story, but it's over now. Um, we can listen to Elliot's presumably masterpiece. Bit nervous, actually. <laughs> well, you should be, mate. <laughs> just, a, just a quick aside, that was another note I had from listening back to the podcast, is that all of you, the names that you choose for your characters... Terrible. Je- Jesus Christ. I mean... It just when you listen to, when you listen to the podcast back to back, and you hear uh, like Fudge Meister and all, and then the only one I the one I really like I can't remember which story it was but the Mrs Felch yeah that was mine you laughed at that I was a big big fan of that <laughs> um, Mrs Felch yeah. that was great yeah that was good yeah that was really good. Story number three. A second hope. When Charlie ran away from home, he didn't look back. Not because he didn't love his parents, but because his love for them was breaking his heart. He just couldn't understand why his dad shouted and hit him, or why his mum didn't stop it. Whether he kept himself to himself and stayed out of the way, or if his toys were out, or he wet the bed again, wouldn't matter. The beatings were random. He thought back to one of his earliest memories. He could still smell the football leather and wet grass and hear his breath pounding as he ran. They played endlessly together till Charlie got too tired, then went home, carried on Dad's shoulder and watched TV all huddled together. When they tucked him into bed and read him a story, he felt overwhelmed with warmth and contentment. How had things changed so much? A week after leaving home, Charlie was homeless and barely surviving on the uncaring streets of the city. It was here that he met Max, a boy a little bigger than him, but just as dirty. They never talked, instead choosing to meet up in the same alley at the end of a day searching for food, where the two unwanted street urchins could share warmth and companionship through the bitter night. Having Max with him brought back a tiny sliver of how he used to feel. When the kind lady came, he was beside himself with happiness, though this soon changed when she put him in a car and whisked him away. He desperately tried to tell her about Max, but she wouldn't listen. Despite being rescued from the dark and scary alley, he cried harder than he had ever before. Days or weeks later, Charlie couldn't tell how many, some nice people came to see him. Coming into his room, a woman smiled and said, Hello. What's your name? Charlie, he replied as the woman looked down at a piece of paper she was holding. Charlie, that's a nice name. I'm Jen and this is Chris. She sat with him for a while, which he liked, though he got scared when Chris got too close. Without understanding what was happening, he ended up going home with Jen and Chris in their car. Maybe they were going to take care of him, he thought. They gave him some food and showed him to a nice comfy bed. Everything was fine until Chris startled him by laughing loudly in the next room, which caused him to wet the bed. He didn't want to get in trouble, so he stayed still, lying in his own mess, crying softly. After a long time, Chris came in and realised what had happened. He never raised his voice. He gently moved Charlie, got him cleaned up and put back down into a warm, dry bed once again. He sat with him, a hand resting gently on the side of Charlie's head. 
a tear forming in his eye. He spoke softly. You don't need to be afraid anymore. We're going to look after you. You're a good dog. Yeah. I just feel very sad. Yeah, apologies. Basically, I um I couldn't think of a way to do a thought-provoking story apart from that, apart from doing like um and then today I I felt I thought of like three other things that I could do, but I just didn't have time to write them. Did he got beaten so, up? Yeah. Oh man. And he was a dog. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of the you know, it's thought-provoking because it's it's framed as like um as like a child abuse kind of thing, a child running away from home. But then right at the end, it's, oh, it's actually a dog. Wow. I'm, I feel really bummed out. But yeah. he, he gets a new home and he's happy. Yeah, that is nice. So it's, it is. Uh, I thought it was very yeah. affecting. Is that the right word? But yes, apologies for going so dark. It was literally the you only thing I could actually think of for the entire week until this morning. I like, <laughs> then I was I like, like it dark. But as soon as I wrote it, I think I said on WhatsApp, I I had to write a a really nice happy story just to balance myself out. So, oh, you've you've actually gone and written a happy one. Just can we hear the happy uh, one have, now? No, I feel pretty not, sad. It's not this. It's not this theme. It's, well, that's I, all right. I, I just want to no, I just want to cheer it up. I want to <laughs> save it for another week. Oh, okay, you don't want to. Do you want to like blow it? Just just go back and read the dolphin story. Yeah, read, <laughs> yeah. read our dolphin story. That's cheer you right up. There you go. Oh, powerful stuff. So, yes. Apologies for bumming everyone out. I know usually it's like parts and shits and boners and everyone can have a little bit of a laugh. And now I've... Yeah, you see, Mr. Teacher, this is why we write about boners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm totally bummed out, man. As if we don't. Know, this right? isn't a comedy podcast. It's... <laughs> so, I'm so depressed. This yeah. is what happens when a tiger changes its stripes. It's not good. <laughs> so you got what you wish for, Mr. Teacher. Yeah. Careful what you wish for. I'm mm. doubling down on goat fucking next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Oh my God, it's grading time. Okay, I'm going to go in reverse order because I've got the most to say about story one. Okay. Okay. Right. Right, story three. So I, I mentioned, I think, a few weeks ago, the fact that I quite like, as a as a teacher, giving www's and ebi's what went well and even better ifs so story three i think the reveal is nice okay and i'm a uh, i've said before on this podcast i think the whole nature of a short story and the skill and the challenge of it is that you've got to try and write something within a really short space of time that has still has a beginning middle and end that has some kind of progression but all works together it is a as a complete thing and this does right this 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 does you are introduced to a character charlie there is a level of ambiguity that you don't realise at the start. You think that this is child abuse and you and you it sets the tone for it. And you move through and some there's some development with Charlie and he gets this, he gets the new home. You you worry about this new home, but then actually yours there is a there is, I think, some optimism and there is some hope, and that is revealed in the title as well through the fact that Chris is going to care for him. But then the reveal works really nicely, doesn't it? And the fact that the very last word is dog, which is not something that you expect from earlier. And then when you reread it, you actually pick up a few bits more where that actually that has been thought about by the author. There are a couple of points where it hasn't 
had as much thought as as it, it perhaps could have done. So, you know, for example, would you really read stories to a dog? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's there's plenty of people. I think if you asked a lot of pet owners whether they read to their dog and talk to their pets, um, Jill's always like talking and sending. Well, I don't think people guys. read books to their dogs, man. Like. I'm all right with the idea of talking to your pet. I don't think you'd find many dog owners who sit them down and like read them room on the broom. Jill's told our <laughs> cat stories before. So I'm just kind of really going. from a from a book. She's opened up a book. No, not from a book. But I didn't I didn't say it was from a book. There's a, there's another there's another one that I just wanna I wanna query. So Earlier, you know, when when you think that Charlie is a child, this kind of works. But now, when you go back and you realise it's a dog, this dog is carried on the dad's shoulder. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like if you've got a tired dog, you lift it up and you carry it to the car. Oh, on dear. your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you put it up here and you carry it. No, no, it's it's unreadable. I I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> in my life seen a dog on someone's shoulder. Oh, I have. Um. Right, well, that solves that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're the only one. Fine. It, it, it Robustly defended. It, yeah, it must be in Bristol that no one comes, <laughs> only in Bristol, no one carries dogs on their shoulders, but in the rest of the world, it, it happens all the time. So, it yeah, must I be, yeah, it must be. I'll send you some videos. Yeah, please do. Yeah, no, actually, please don't. No, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I, look, the reveal is nice. It's complete. There's a start, middle and end with a level of ambiguity. I think there is a tone which is, you know, I've talked before about there needs to be a tone which which is is um, is consistent throughout, and you've got that. But then there's the nice reveal at the end which gives that sense of hope. It's not all completely dark. There is that there is that sense of hope. Um, so it's uh, it, it's a a nicely completed story without anything that sets the world alight. It's a C. Okay. An upgrade from last week. You're yeah. already streets ahead. Yeah. Okay. Story two, Truth Goblin. So there's real irony in this story because, as I said, I picked it up sort of ten minutes before, and I was like, "Shit, I haven't." I wanted to read these before so that I didn't spend ages uh, just pausing and 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 having dead time, dead, dead air time. So I picked it up ten minutes before, and there was real irony in the fact that I was reading these stories about a woman who neglected her family, whilst my kids were like. Dad, can you do this for me? Can you sort this out? God. So oh, I enjoyed man. that irony, and I'm going to give the, this a higher grade based on the fact that I was reading it at that time. And there was <laughs> that's horrific. Jesus that makes Christ. me feel awful. Yeah, that's great. So it get, it gets a higher grade for that. No, um, this is always this is we're wasting your life. Oh my god, we actually are, aren't we? Fucking hell! But that's the whole. He's thing, not right? in that yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the whole thing of this, the whole theme of this week was it needed to get you thinking, and it. Like you, I finished reading that story, and it got me thinking. This is got you thinking. Ironic. I want to quit the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, but at the same, but at the same time, <laughs> I I enjoyed the irony of it, so that that was good. Um, I've got a few EBIs. I think it's a bit obvious. I don't think there's the subtlety that you you perhaps were going for. It runs from this woman in a cave, and you do allude to the idea that she, or not even allude. I think it's pretty obvious that she's she's. She's proud of her work. She's got the helicopter. She's pleased about, you know, being dropped off in this cave. I'm not quite sure why she's gone to a cave. 
I'm not sure that's ever explained. Why? I mean, why the fuck is she on a cave and going to meet her? Look at the truth of Because she's unhappy. No. Fine. What more do you no. need to know? She's <laughs> Caitlin Pipe. She does what she wants. No, I'm not buying that. I don't know why. Like industries. In no, I don't know why she's been dropped off by a helicopter in a random cave. That's where um, the truth goblin lives. But she doesn't know she's going to meet a truth goblin. Yeah, she does. She's searching for him. She, she, she says, this is the one. This has to be it. I'm not convinced. Um, she doesn't so just turn up at a random cave. Well, so that's, I what, that's what I got from it as well. Like, she, she's walking in a cave there. Uh, she's been yeah. looking for the truth goblin for ages. Yeah, I think there's... Sorry, this is... Um, Ryan will be familiar with this. This is the point where my laptop is about to die. So I've got to like, put my head under the desk to try and find the... Um, try and find the charger. So bear with. Believe Mr. Teacher hates hates doing this podcast. Yeah, we're in. Um, Moving on. <laughs> yeah, so I think there's I think there's greater room for subtlety. I think it moves like when the Truth Goblin is talking. It's like I kind of got that anyway. I knew that that was where this uh, new. Well, maybe it's from our previous discussions, Ryan, and and yeah, and that. So uh, I, I just felt that the Truth Goblin was was giving me it was being too obvious it was it was too overt if you like but that said as well there's not a resolution it leaves it with and all you need is love but we don't know how what's her name kate caitlin pipe we don't know how caitlin pipe reacts to this <laughs> right so for me what i was waiting for after the truth goblin has has said is has said is 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 stuff about you know, we're, we're all in this rat race, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't it be great if she turns around and does one of these two things? She either takes her phone out and says, oh, my God, this guy is saying such great stuff. I must record this on Instagram or whatever. Oh. Or I, must, I must I must post this on the company website or something like that. Or she just walks out of the cave and her family are having a picnic outside and she sits down and eats with them. Oh, you're so yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. A couple of EBIs right there. Oh my God. Imagine if she did say that. So she if she um posted it on the company website, but she span it um to make it sound like a corporate email. Oh, it'd be a depressing ending. I'd love oh, that's such a better ending. Extra couple of grades right there, mate. Yeah. So yeah, so that said, I, I enjoyed it. Uh and I said I, I think it's probably in the CD territory but i'm giving it a c because of that irony of of me reading this whilst ignoring my kids all right appreciate that <laughs> um right story one i've got quite a lot to say about this oh, wonderful so story one i'm going to start with the fact that i've written down uh two what went wells and one two three four five six seven ebis crikey how long has everyone got Okay, but I'll keep it. I'll keep it as brief as I can. So, story one: my first EBI, uh, sorry, my first what went well is that I immediately wanted to read it for a second time, which for this week's theme is perfect because it should, when you're going for, a, hmm, you want to kind of absorb and digest it and swill it around and, and and play around with it. And then the other thing that I liked about it, it is that it was meta meta without going into the realms of like ridiculous pointlessness when we had people giving birth to themselves uh, <laughs> and all that, all that crap. Right. So it was a level of, meta that I, 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 it was a level of meta that I could deal with without it, it descending into farce. So those are the two, what went well. And then I've got a whole list of EBIs, but bear with it. Cause this does come full circle. Right. So this writer, 
they need to be very careful about their tense because at times the tense is in the past and then at times it's in the present. So this is a grammatical thing. And also, and I think I've mentioned this before, I don't know whether it's the same writer, but looking at the use of comma splicing. There are quite a few commas where which should be full stops where there's two separate clauses which have got nothing to do with each other where there's a comma in between. But the tense thing is, is, is crucial. Um, there's also a jump at some point. <laughs> so there's a line where um, quite, quite early on where it said Ryan moved away. And it's like one of those quick moments where it's like one line which summarizes like 28 oh. years. So you move from watching Terminator and Matrix age 12. And it's like, then Ryan moved away and I want to get to a store. I want to get to the part where we're 40 years old. There, there was, there was more like, it was a longer story and there was a little bit more around that originally, but I thought, oh, I can cut that out just to cut to the chase. He moved away. Yeah. So I, got I went into down. my emotional state about it and everything else. Like that. I was a mess and uh, blah, blah, blah. And he was, he was my everything. He was my world. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to mark it down a little bit for that because there's a jump in the narrative, whereas the rest of it, it kind of works well. Um, okay, the, I think this was where I was really going down the EBI lines and I was getting quite angry with it, is that this whole thing is an in-joke, right? And it, it works based on the fact that it's two people who know the background here. And the fact that, Ryan, you had to say, I need to give you a bit of context here, is 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 bollocks because if you're, <laughs> if you're, writing, a, if you're writing a story for an audience it's got to appeal to a wider audience than two fucking people, right? You can't just write an, a story just because you and one other person might think it's great. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's great. No, it's, it's only one person that thinks it's great. Okay. And, Even and worse, and that, it, it does It does stand up on its own though, right? You don't need to know that, that me and Ryan have had this chat before. Like, no, you can doesn't. read it and get the idea of, of just these two guys. I could have changed the names to anyone else and the story would have held together. No, but the fact that two of the three people that I'm talking to are called Alex and Ryan, and you're still writing a story about Alex and Ryan, makes this some kind of incest. In, incest. Incest. Like, no one wrote about incest. Like if if I knew like I could that. write it, about incest, like it feels like that. It it feels like you're essentially let's just welcome you into the world where you're, you know, that you're you're familiar with, and 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 kind of we get this. But as an as a readership, you're kind of distant. You're distant from this, uh, oh. and you're not inviting into the into this world. Um, bear with me. There, are, it, it comes full circle. Um, oh, this is getting a fucking A, is it? Right. Oh so, God, it is. I can't handle it. What I was really what I what I then started, and bearing bearing in mind that I was I was in a place at this point where I was like. Now, this is absolute shit. This is like this is just this is a this is someone writing about their own experience with with their person, and it only exists on that really really shallow level, um, and that really angered me because I'm not invited in as a reader. I'm 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 not part of this, and therefore why should I enjoy something that only exists between between two people? And then we move into the the sort of the latter half of it where. Alex is left in a void of nothingness. And he gets asked the question, do you want to play again? Okay. And the whole concept here is that here is a character who is alone, isolated, lonely, and his, the meaning in his life 
comes from the the banter and the 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 kind of a colourful, enjoyable relationship that he has with Brian. Can't handle tonight. And so, and so it begs the question of whether we entertain ourselves with games, with on-screen chats about AI art bots and short stories in a podcast to give the illusion of meaning and purpose, distracting us from the utter marginalization that we otherwise would have. I think you're giving him a lot of credit there, Mr. Teacher. I think so I just watched no, an episode of Rick and Morty and, no, exactly what I was going and for. then combined it with a matrix. And so as a result of that, I just thought, this is awesome. This is absolutely oh, for awesome. Fuck's sake. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 is uh it's just fabulous. before you before it's you fabulous. utter any grade, Mr. Teacher, can I just are you, have you ever watched Rick and Morty? No. Okay. So this is definitely an A star then. <laughs> because it's exactly the same as a Rick and Morty episode. This is the most original thing that he's ever read. <laughs> and he loves Rick and Morty. And the Matrix. <laughs> and the Matrix. <laughs> so it, no, it's not it's not it's not an A star. There are there are things that are that are that are poor uh about it. As I say, you know, from a grammatical level, there's a shift in the narrative too quickly. There's, I still maintain that there's this in joke doesn't work on a on a larger level, but there is something there about the fact that this character feels like he wins by identifying that this is a this is an AI and he's and he's in a game and he's running, but he wants to go back into that game, and so the, as well as the kind of the arrogance of the character and the and the euphoria of winning it, there's a vulnerability to the fact that he he understands that actually without the game, without the AI, he is in a void of nothingness. And isn't that brilliant? Holy fuck. Are you like a psychiatrist or something? Like a, like a therapist on the side? I think like you're really tapping into some deeper, darker tones and stuff, which are, may or may not exist in me. I don't know. But there, you know, it feels like maybe you scratch the surface of them there. <laughs> you, could, you could drag them out. <laughs> Man, I could, I could be really... Quite depressed in the I, I would say in this case, Ryan's analysis is probably more accurate. You've watched you watch Rick and Morty, Rick Morty in the and you watch The Matrix all within the space of about a week, and then and then we'll actually there is like the, the Matrix Sky Channel at the moment. I think so. I have been watching a lot of it. So look, let's cut to the chase. Uh, there are some issues with it, but let's not re- let's not forget that the theme was hmm, and uh, it definitely got me got me thinking and thinking again and thinking again. Um, so it's getting an A minus. Whoa! Uh-huh. Congratulations. I mean, well, thank you very much, Mr. Teacher. I'm glad someone enjoyed it. It was uh, not quite the reaction I was expecting from the crowd there to begin with. But I think the you know the amount you uh, the detail you're going into and in that review there. You know, hopefully Ryan L, you're now thinking about it a little bit more, right? There is mm, there, no there's I layers. What I said. All right, well, fine. No, yeah, I am. Um... <laughs> The Rick and Morty episode literally does the same. Like he comes out of the simulation and he gets the score and he gets asked if it's the same thing. I don't think you, you thought any further. <laughs> we, than we, that. We've had plagiarism week. It's already happened. <laughs> but yeah, I know. To be honest, you know, fair enough. Um, it's not as if I didn't enjoy it because I did. Uh, and you needed that A minus. Uh, it's it's going to do wonders for you on the scoreboard. 
because you've had you've had quite a rough run of it. Oh, actually, you had a A minus two two episodes ago on plagiarism. There's me mm. thinking you've been hard done by. It's me that's been that's got shit. <laughs> Shit, shit after shit. <laughs> um, okay, well, fantastic as always, Mr. Teacher. Thank you very much. Um, shall I just run you through the scores? Yeah. As a reminder of last week, we had Alex in last place with 60 points, Elliot in second with 64.5, and me in the lead with 66. This week, after Alex is A-, minus, he's now on 68. Elliot, with his C... It was a C, wasn't it, Mr. Teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is on 70 points, so just ahead of Alex by two points. And then Ryan, with my C, I'm on 71.5, just ahead of Elliot. So we are very tightly bunched. We've Ooh, been nice. It's been neck and neck nice. for weeks now. Uh, so, yeah, and we're on episode, that's episode 13 of 20 in this season, assuming Mr. Teacher doesn't quit um, after the realisation he's had while reading my story. Um, so we've got, We've got six more episodes to, diff, you know, find a winner of this season, um, and that is, you know, also dependent on if Mr. Mr. Teacher regrades anything in the end of term party. That could have an effect. Uh, that that will happen. Oh. We're all expecting yeah. pickles to be graded uh, accordingly. Well, the beginning of the episode, he said, yeah, it, was, it, said it was good. It would change everything. You might no, upgrade it. No, there, I, I I can go on record now and say there's there's no change to the pickles grading. Yes. For fuck's sake. Yes. All right. Um, uh, yeah. No. There's. Uh, there's not. There's not huge amounts of regrading. I think maybe just a couple. Uh, imagine one of them saw. Uh, no, don't think so. Oh no, it is. No, uh, it might be. Yeah, it might be. I think with uh, my issue, wasn't my issue with saw that it was just too long. Yeah. Yeah. There was a bit of a. Um, and the noughties. Kerfuffle about kind of what length we were going for because it was right at the beginning. Yeah, it is. It, uh, I, I, I'll be honest, that is better. What about the noughties? Um, I haven't, I haven't got that listed. No, no, no change. Well, that was dog shit. Three I, and a half pages of dog shit. I think the noughties was no, fantastic. No, I actually, there were bits I quite liked to that story. Yeah, Mrs. Cabbage <laughs> will haunt your dreams. Did I give that? Did I give that a U because of its length? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a, it's a decent story, but it, you know, it's too long. Yeah, it's the same length as Saw. Come off it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I can, I can go back for a third time, but then we're just making a mockery of. <laughs> yeah, fair the enough. Whole, whole system. Yeah. All um, right. What about Boner King, Mister Teacher? Boner. Uh, or Digital which, Thief. As it's what week was that? Crime. Crime week. Yeah. It was the one where there oh, was no, yeah, a that, crime. That, oh, that's terrible. That's like, oh. is that, is that, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> check. No, that is terrible because that, that's the one that's not a crime story. It's subversive. Yeah, it's okay. That's I've, awful. I've, I've made my piece of it. Absolutely awful. <laughs> I've, got, I've got one. There's, I won't tell you now because we'll, we'll wait, but there, I've got one story that I've, I, I think should be an A star. That, uh, really? That... that I didn't. Can you tell us what the current grade is without telling us what story it is? I don't know, actually. I haven't made a note of that. Well, can you tell us what week I, it was? No, I don't know that either. I've, I've taken notes as I've kind of gone along, and I've, my two surprises looking back is how short Pickles was yeah. and that this story should have been an A star, and I can't understand why I didn't give well, it an A star. Well, that's both about Pickles, right? It's not his fucking pirate story, is it? 
Fucking hell, still going on about that. It's not. Tell I don't, me it's I don't not. know. <laughs> I, I need yeah. to know. It is what? a fucking pirate story. I would absolutely. What do you What do you each think is the um? It do you feel you mean most hard done by? Um, for me, saw. So is the one I think it didn't deserve a you. Oh, for me, last week I thought my story about the electric hype child DJ was uh was an A. Yeah, I thought my one about the the phone party was a uh, like a B plus as well. <laughs> That's disgraceful. There's a porno featuring our wives. Yeah, oh, what's not to yeah. like? <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, I thought I tell you what's not to like. Neither me or Ryan were there. It was just you. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute there, I I couldn't. I was about to say I can't remember that one, and I think it's because I've blanked it from my memory. <laughs> you, you, you said you needed to clean your teeth after reading it. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely out ridiculous story. Um, yeah. No All right. Oh, well, um, thank you very much, and um, I'm Mr. Teacher. I'm sorry for keeping you from your family. That's um, why they're in bed now. Do let us do let us know. God. Go and watch um, some Rick and Morty then. You'll enjoy that, I think. Enjoy yeah. my story. It'll blow your mind. Okay. All right. I might do that. Oh, sorry. Before you go, um, what's the what's the theme for next week? Mr. Teacher. I've got a good one uh, ready to go about first love. I've got a um, good one about uh, being out of character, doing something out of character. No, I don't like either of those. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> fine. Can, can we go Western? Oh, yes, Ooh. fuck yes. Yeah. And what's the rule on boners? Uh, no rules. Ooh. He's letting them back in because he knows they were off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He knows we're better with boners. <laughs> look at the, just look at look at the joy in your faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you know that the straight jacket has come off and you can yeah. talk about boners. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions Podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com.